As a health professional, you should never delegate your marketing and or sales until you do this one thing, which I'm gonna tell you about right now. Welcome to The Health Partner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. All right, guys, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Yuri Kim. I'm the CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health professionals like yourself get more clients and scale their awesomeness, their virtual practices online. It's kind of redundant, right? Virtual practice online. You know, anyways, I'm being somewhat blinded by the sun. I actually ordered some new blinds, which this time of year, the sun's a lot lower. So anyways, that's why I'm kind of, I feel like I'm going to burst into the flames here. Anyways. So I just got off a call with a client and I just got off an onboarding call before that with a new ad agency that we are going to be using shortly. And I want to share a very important lesson that um, I was reminded of in this process. And what I mentioned to my client, who is awesome, um, you know, we're talking about Facebook ads and like how much, you know, how long do you run your own ads before you hand them off to someone else? And what I, what I told him was, here's the challenge, is when you, are, when you are building your business, right? And I've talked about this in other videos, is that there are three levels of growth that you have to go through. Until you're at a million dollars in revenue, the number one thing you have to spend your time on is sales and marketing. It's, you, you cannot delegate that. You can't outsource it. There are aspects of it that you can get support with, but you can't just hand it off to someone. It's the single biggest thing that will kill your business, okay? I'm gonna tell you why. So we talked about this and I said, listen, like you, so you have to focus on this, right? So you have to, like, I, I didn't know how to do marketing. I didn't know, a, like I was terrible at sales when I started in 2005. I was brutal and I had to learn this stuff, right? I had to learn this, which also gives me a very unique advantage now of like, I think I have a really good understanding of this stuff. I wouldn't call it mastery because I don't think we ever achieve mastery, but I'm, I'm probably in the 95th percentile. Let's just call it that. So what I said was, the beautiful thing about that is I understand the highest levels of marketing, persuasion, the nuances, the things that most people don't even know they don't even know, right? Or even have to know. And that's really awesome until it becomes a clog or a cog in the wheel because you as the leader, the leader of the business, okay? So the leader's skill, the leader's strength becomes the business's weakness, okay? So the leader's, your strength becomes your business's weakness. If your strength is you think you're a special snowflake in terms of how you coach or deliver your expertise to your clients, then what that's gonna mean is that you're gonna have a very hard time relinquishing control over that. And what that means is you are going to burn yourself out by working with every single client you enroll. Now, if you want to work one-on-one for the rest of your life, that's your choice. That's fine. But if, if part of it is because you're so like firmly grasping, I can only do this. No one else can help my clients like I can. That becomes the big constraint in your business. We've spoken with a few people over time who, you know, they'll show up on a, on a call, a practice growth session that we offer. And they'll say, well, my situation's unique. I, I, I'm the only one in the world who can do what I do. And it's like, great, that's, that's a great story. So now you have two choices. You can continue doing that 
And here are your options with that, which is very limited growth, no time and burnouts. You could do that and have this story of how you're you're so special, or you can figure out a way to extract your, your knowledge, your your intellectual property in such a way where other people can support you in the support of other of clients with that same system. And really all it is, it's just, it's a, it's a, um, a limitation in thinking, right? I'm the only one that can do this. Is that true? Not really. So I was talking to my client about this and I said, the challenge is you become the cog in the machine as the leader, right? You learn how to do marketing, which is important. But you get to a point where you become, it becomes so natural that you keep doing it. And this is what I ran into is like marketing has been the last thing I've gotten off my plates because I'm kind of the director of marketing. And that's been the last thing that I've, 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 I'm trying, I'm still trying to let go of fully because it's been my jam since it's been my jam. So the challenge there is I need to bring someone in who is at a higher level than I am. And that's hard to find, right? It's easier to find if you don't have, if you have no clue what you're doing, anyone will do. But when you're already like expert level to find someone else who's not running their own very successful business, who's willing to partner with you at that level is much more challenging. It's not impossible. It's just a bit more challenging. So let me shelf that story for a second. I'm going to come back to you uh, an onboarding call I had with um, a new agency we're moving to. Okay, so just full context, I ran all my ads for Healthpreneur for two and a half years. And then we started partnering with other media buyers who were experts in an agency relationship. I wish one of the things I'd done earlier, as I was mentioning to my client, Tony, was just bring someone in earlier at a junior level and train them up if you don't have the funds to hire someone who's a friggin' rock star. Anyways, I didn't do that, so we've kind of gone the agency route since then. The challenge, I think, over the last nine, last nine months with our current agency, who, by the way, are amazing, okay? Like, nothing wrong with them as people. They're phenomenal, and they work with some very, very high-level businesses, many people you've seen online. But the problem is that our ad costs, sorry, our lead cost and our cost per acquisition has just continually gone up every single month. So I'm like, I would rather see our enrollments go up every month and our profit go up every month, not our cost per acquisition. And so I just said, listen, guys, it's not working out anymore. Uh, it's been nine months. Here are the numbers. It's no surprise. It's just not going to get better, okay? There's, there's, there's something that's missing. Either they don't know something or there's just not a something in the SOP or the process that isn't making sense. Anyways, so I met a new agency. Um, actually, uh, the guy who owns the agency a number of weeks ago, I'm like, this guy is very, very smart. He's been online longer than I have, which is a plus, and he's very, very good. They typically start working with clients at our revenue level and then taking them to the next level. So I'm like, that's good. Anyways, so I had um, this sense over this long onboarding, like 48 items in, in base camp. If you're like me, detail orientation and stuff like that is like procrastination central. I would rather never see that again than doing it. So what I did yesterday was I said, all right, Yuri, this is going to be painful. Just get it fucking done. Just do it. Give yourself the next hour or two. Just get it done and it's done. Now, that whole process um, was pretty lengthy. And so I was on the onboarding call with them today and they said, before we get started, I just want to let you know that of all the clients we've ever worked with, you've just set the bar for what we expect in the future. 
She, they said, you were the fastest to complete that entire onboarding checklist and the most organized we have ever seen. And again, these are, they're working with very eight figure businesses. Okay. Like very, very big businesses. And I said, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. And, and I told her, I'm like, listen, the reason I was able to do that is because everything you asked for at some point in the past was documented. So for instance, your style guide, your logos, uh, your color schematics, all like that stuff, right? Like uh, questions about your perfect client's avatar. Uh, what is your program all about? What is the offer? Who does it help? What problem does it solve? All of that stuff. Now, if I had not documented that stuff, I would have spent, I'd still be doing the onboarding. I would still be typing away. But the thing is, I did this once in the past at some point. And at that time, I'm like, you know what? I'm probably going to be doing this again because at some point in the future, we're going to bring someone on or we're going to outsource something and they're going to ask these same questions. Why don't I document it? So let me just bring this back to the topic of this conversation, which is you should never outsource or delegate marketing and sales until you fully understand it and you've documented it. So what, I, what do I mean by document it? Here's what I mean, is that in every level of our marketing, we have playbooks. So we have our whole marketing playbook as a whole, okay? We have a playbook for how we do social media, how we strike up conversations. We have a whole process for that. We have a whole Q&A for if someone says this, here's how you answer this, right? If someone's asking about this, here's how you answer this. If someone wants to know, what are the top three problems you're solving for your clients in this program, HBA versus this program, Luminaries, it's documented, okay? Now, if I had not gone through the years and thinking to articulate that, I would never have had the time or the thought to document it. So let's use an example that we see all the time. Health professional who just wants to do their craft. So they don't wanna do anything marketing or sales related, so they just give it to someone else. They outsource it to a company or someone comes in and that person is then asking them a million questions. If they're good, if they're not, they're just making shit up and hoping it works. So instead of you spending all of your time trying to explain how you want your marketing to, to be to some other person, take time to think about it yourself, deploy it into the marketplace, see what works, see what doesn't, refine the documentation of that, and now you have a living, breathing uh, SOP if you want or a recipe for your marketing. And then you can just hand that over to someone when you are ready. When I say when you are ready, what I mean by that is very much like I'm ready for sunglasses right now. In fact, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put some sunglasses on, all right? So I hope you don't mind. I know it's kind of trippy. I could be looking anywhere other than the camera but it's kind of blinding me. So when the thing is that we tend not, we tend not to like things that we don't understand. So if you don't understand sales and marketing, it's going to be very easy not to like it. And therefore just like, ah, I don't want to do this. But we had a client call this morning and one of our clients was actually saying how much she's enjoying Facebook ads. She's enjoying the process because she starts to see the, the magic of what it can create and how that it's true leverage once you understand how small inputs can lead to massive outputs, right? Spending 30 minutes a day on your Facebook ads as a writing a message, right? Writing an ad or a copy and then knowing how to put that into a campaign in the matter of a couple minutes 
and being able to do that in a systemic way so that it can yield five, 10 X return. Like, why would you ever want to do anything else? You know, but until you know how to do that, it's very easy to dismiss it and just be like, Oh, I just rather someone else do this. But the problem is even if you have someone else do this, they can't just push the buttons. They have to know the words. They have to know your philosophy. They have to know what you stand for, what you stand against. What are the things that you would not want to put in your advertising copy? Who are the people that you don't want to attract? Who are the people that you do want to attract? Right? And if you have not taken the time to figure that out for yourself and ideally in the process articulate it, then it's going to be very challenging to hand this over to someone because then they're not going to know what to do. It's like teaching someone to tie their shoes, but you haven't learned how to tie your shoes. It's like teaching somebody how to drive, but you haven't learned how to drive. Now, you might be saying, well, you're, well if I'm going to hire someone to do this, they should already know how to drive, which is very true. Okay. Now, here's the difference though, is they need to know how to drive your car. Okay. And that means maybe they're good at driving automatic, but maybe your car is stick shift. Now, obviously, you could find people who know how to drive stick shift, right? Which is true. But nobody knows what I'm trying to get at is nobody knows what's up here in your head. You have a view of the world. You have a way you want your brand, your business to be represented. No one knows that except for you. And if you don't know that, then you should not be delegating your marketing. You need to go through the pains and the trials and tribulations of learning that, of figuring that out, of, of testing things, of putting stuff out there and recognizing this is my voice, this is not. And that comes with iteration. You can't just expect one post, one message, one iteration of your website to be the final version. You know, I was listening to a phenomenal interview with um, a lady named Kat Cole, amazing businesswoman. She started off as a waitress at Hooters and then became like one of their VPs at 26. And she went on to lead Cinnabon and all these amazing companies, just phenomenal insights. And one of the things that she mentioned is that a lot of companies who have mission statements now, they didn't have the same mission statement many years ago when they first started. She talked about how as the company grows and as you start to recognize who you are and what you're all about, that in this case, the mission statement becomes a better reflection of the full holistic picture you're trying to build. But you can't outsource this stuff. And I'm not saying your mission statement is your marketing. I'm saying your marketing is you. Like you are the marketing. And that's why I say until you're at a million dollars in revenue, and I use that just as a, as a benchmark, you have to go through the trials and tribulations of being in the trenches to learn this stuff. You have to recognize when you send out an email, what email resonates, what doesn't, what type of Facebook messaging is going to work and what doesn't. Why do some people resonate with this? Others not. How are you attracting certain types of people onto the phone with you that you'd rather not attract and how your messaging by improving it or changing it can, can attract very, very different and better people. This is stuff you have to figure out because at the end of the day, nobody cares about your business as much as you do. So you can hire an agency or you can hire a VA on the cheap, but they're not going to have the expertise that you do about your own stuff. If you need someone to learn how to articulate what it is you do, you need to first articulate how what it is you do is different, better, et cetera, so that you can communicate that to that person you're going to give the stuff to, to take it on instead of you. 
So here's the thing is going back to the title of this video, you should never outsource or delegate marketing and sales until you've, I'm not going to say mastered it, but let's just use mastered it. Okay. We never master anything. We can get as close as possible to mastery, but you have to commit to that process. And once you get to that, once in that process, as you're getting comfortable with like, what is the right funnel, the pipeline, the right type of business model for your business? What's the messaging? What are the, the, what we call the emotion inventory of your clientele? Once you've got like, once you've like living and breathing that for months, maybe years, you start documenting that. And then as you start to recognize your business is growing and you're like, you know what? There's certain aspects of my business that I love doing more than others. I love doing video more so without sunglasses than with sunglasses. So if I can create an environment around me where all I do is this and I have the right team members who are running different aspects of sales, marketing, et cetera, on behalf of our business so that I'm not having to do everything, that creates more freedom and ultimately we can impact more people. But I can't just outsource that stuff if I've never done it. I can't just outsource it if I haven't at least gotten a very high level understanding of it. This is like, you know, the person who just gives all of their money to a money manager. And it's like, well, why would you do that? Why not just learn about what you're going to invest in, whether it's your business or real estate or whatever, and you take control over that? Because I'll tell you this, most money managers in no way, shape or form are going to do a better job than you if you're fully invested in your own investments, because this is your money. It's your life. It's your future. No matter how much they want to support you, et cetera, people will always do what's in their best interest, okay, including yourself. So anyways, I hope this makes sense. The take-home lesson is please do not outsource or delegate things until you have a very high level of understanding of how to do them properly. And then in that process, build out documentation so that when those people are onboarded or you do delegate, outsource your ads or marketing, whatever that is, you can hand them over proven playbooks from years of you in the trenches that like, this is how we do things. So now you can literally onboard a 48 step checklist in one hour instead of seven days. Cool. Anyways, I hope this is helpful. If it is, let me know what you like most about this in the comments below. If you're watching this on YouTube, remember to subscribe to the channel, tons of other videos to help you grow a thriving online business. I'm Uriel Kim. See you soon. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search health printer and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.